Today's daf Mesech Esaita is daf Chavav 26. We are beginning the third to last line on Chav Hei Amud Beis. As is Hashem, we're picking up with a sugya we started yesterday. We have three parts in today's daf. The first part in today's daf is going to be a challenge against Rav Nachman's clarification of the Machlekes Rav Lezer and the Chachamim in our Mishnah yesterday. And we'll resolve this and show that there's actually a Machlokes regarding Eilonis, if she is allowed to drink soda waters or not. We'll explain how each side will expound the Pasuk of Inix of an Isra Zara. Second point in today's daf is going to be a clarification of the Chidushim in the Tosefta we'll bring today, as well as in our Mishnah. And in the third part of today is going to clarify what is She'eno Ish, as listed in the Mishnah. And also, tangentially, how we expound the Pasuk, I mean, tangentially but related, the Pasuk of Shechva Zera, when it comes to Sota. Those are, this is going to be the three points in today's daf. So let's begin the bottom of Chaf Hayamud Beis. Yesterday, Rav Nachman told us that although there is a Machlaikis in our Mishnah, Rebelezer and the Chachamim, regarding a man who has not yet had children, who's married to a woman who cannot bear children, if that woman is allowed to drink soda water, Tanakama said she cannot, Rav Lezer said that she could. Now we explained, Rav Nachman explained, that the machlokis is only in the case of a zikena and anakara, meaning women that once were able to have children but lost the ability. That Tanakama says he needs to have children so she shouldn't drink the soda water. There's no point in maintaining this relationship. Rav Lezer said that she could drink because he can remarry, he can marry a different woman simultaneously. However, said Rav Nachman, Omar Abba Baravua, that they would both agree in the case of Eilonis, where she was never able to bear children, that based on the Pasuk of Anix of Anizra, Zara, even Rabbi Lezer would concede she was never included in the capacity to bear children. Therefore, he would, con- he would agree to the Chachamim that she does not have the ability to drink soda water. So that was Rav Nachman's clarification of qualification of the Machlokis yesterday. Let's get started. Bottom of the third to last line, Chafem would base. Mesaves. So the Gemara has the Kasha from a Tosefta. And it's a long Tosefta. Really, the Kasha is from the last lines of it, but let's go through it. A lot of this is parallel to our Mishnah. So let's see. It says the Tosefta. If somebody warns his Arusa, meaning they only had the first stage of marriage, or his Shomeris Yavam, meaning the woman that he hasn't yet done Yibam to, but is awaiting that. If before he con, con, uh, consummated the marriage, means before Nisuin or before Yibum, uh, she went into a seclusion. This is like our Mishnah. She wouldn't uh, drink the waters of Sota, she wouldn't get her Ksuva because she's not yet considered his wife. We explained in the Mishnah based on the two Shitas, Rabbi Yoshi, Rabbi Yonasan. All right, turning to Chafav Mudalf. If a man, we explained this in the Mishnah, had married a woman that was pregnant and then her husband passed away or, or, or divorced her or menekes chavero means she had a baby under two years old now in both of these scenarios the woman's not allowed to remarry until two, the baby's two years old so it shouldn't impact negatively the child through not being able to uh, breastfeed if she'd become pregnant from the new husband so you're not supposed to rabbinically but in all, both of these cases so the Tanakama of our Mishnah is for a mayor mayor says this is not a marriage you want to maintain, therefore she doesn't drink, she doesn't get her ksuva. Shahir Rameir, I remember because Rameir used to say, You're not allowed to marry a woman in either of these two states. And if he did marry such a woman, he has to divorce her and he cannot remarry her forever. 
So therefore, Reb Meir's opinion is, there's no option here that he can separate, remarry her later, as we're about to see the Chachamim suggest, because if you defy this, Takanas Chazal, you can never remarry her. Therefore, she can't drink soda waters. Chacham say no, that the halacha is, you could separate, and then you can remarry when the time comes, meaning when the child is two years old. So therefore, she could drink the soda water, because this is a marriage that we could maintain. Continues the Tosefta, Vaharova, which is a bachar, someone that doesn't have, hasn't yet had uh, children. Shenosa Akara Vizkena, if he was married to an Akara or a Zikena, so Akara is a woman that uh, drank Kosikarin, she drank some sort of a med medicinal uh, potion that causes her to become unable to bear children, the Zikena or a woman that just is too old to have children. And he had not had a wife and children beforehand, means he hasn't fulfilled Pru Like the Tanakam in our Mishnah said, she does not drink the Sota waters, nor does she get her Ksuva. Belazar, Aimer Belazar argues, he says, She could drink the Sota waters because he can marry a different woman simultaneously and have children from her, so we could maintain this marriage. Now, Note that the machlokis was only in the case, as we as we illustrated, of uh, the, the akara uskena. Now we get to the second half of the tosefta, which is the contrast to all the cases we just listed. Excuse me. But if somebody warned his arusa or his shomeres yavim, the women awaiting ibum. She did not go into seclusion before they consummated marriage, but rather the, the, the stira was after the consummation, after the nesuin and after the yibum. So she's like an ordinary woman who's a sota now. She either drinks the sota waters, and if she doesn't want to, she doesn't get her ksuva. Similarly, in a scenario where a man impregnated a woman and she was pregnant or she was nursing his child. Either way, she either drinks the sota waters again if she becomes a sota, or she uh, doesn't get her ksuva. And we don't. The, the way Rashi explains it is the chiddush here is we don't care about the child. That's not taken into account. If she's a sota, she could either drink or she doesn't get her ksuva. Harova Now a bachur, a young man who married a woman who's unable to bear children, and he had children prior, so he already fulfilled Puru So this is a marriage, even according to uh, Reb Meir, even according to the Tanakama earlier. So either she could drink the Sota waters, or she doesn't get her Ksuva. It means she is given the opportunity because this is a marriage you want to maintain. I mean, the Tanakama would agree to Reb Lezer in that regard, because he, he already fulfilled Puru now, in a scenario where there were permit permissible marriages, but there were marriages of people that are psulim, essentially. So the wife of a mamzer married to a mamzer, the wife of a nasin married to a nasin. Again, these are permissible. They're just marriages uh, of people that are considered psulim. The wife of a ger and evid meshuchar, as well as an islanis. Either she drinks or she doesn't get her ksuva. Now here the Gemara says, is what does the Tosefta seem to imply? In all of these cases, she has the ability to drink the sota waters. And this seems to be, um, this seems to be, not like Rav Nachman said earlier. It means the Tosefta here seems to distinguish between Zikena Akara versus 
uh, islandness, but the opposite of the distinction we made earlier. Rav Nachman said that although there is a dispute between Rav Lezer and the Tanakama regarding the other two women, regarding islandness, they all agree she doesn't drink because she's not included in the category of an Ixav and Ezra Zara. However, the Tosefta seems to say islandness does drink, and there's no dispute regarding her. So asks the Gemara, Katani Mia, islandness, Lechora, we taught islandness, Tiyufta to Rav Nachman, you see she could drink, so this is a Tiyufta to Rav Nachman. Nachman responds, yeah, in Achinami. The Tosefta, the author of the Tosefta, that Tana held that an islandist does have the ability to drink the Sota waters. Tanoi, but it's a machlekes tanoi. And I hold like the following Tana, as we're about to show, a different Tosefta, a different Tana who holds that an islandist would not drink Sota waters according to everybody. The Tanya, as the Brisa taught, Rabbi Shem ben Elazar Islandess, when it comes to an islandess, she does not uh, drink the sota waters, nor does she get her ksuva, means she does not have the opportunity. And Rashi throws in over here, Shanemar, sorry, let's just finish the Shanemar, as the Pasuk says, Venix of Nizra Zara, and it says if she's clean, then she'll bear children. Misha Darkalazria, it's a woman that was once in the category of bearing children. Yatsis Azu, as opposed to an island, Shane Darkalazria, she was never in that category. So Rashi explains, this is the opinion of Rabbi Lazar, obviously, because it only talks about an islandess. Rabbi Shem ben Elazar, he doesn't talk about the other two, meaning those other two would be able to drink, unlike the Tanakama, rather like Rabbi Lazar. And yet, Rabbi Lazar seems to be saying over here that an islandist does not drink. So you see clearly, according to Rabbi Shem ben Elazar, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar's opinion would be islandist doesn't drink, he agrees to the Tanakama. So what emerges is we have a machlegis tanoim about this. The first Tosef that we quoted today would hold islandist does have the capacity to drink. The second Tosefta would hold that she does not, and the second Tosefta would be the Tana that Rav Nachman follows. So the Gemara now turns back to the first Tosefta, but we have a Pasuk, Veniksev and Izra Azoras. The second Tosefta, Rav Nachman's opinion, says that it has to be that she was in the category of bearing children once. So it means a Islandess would not be able to drink. She was never in the category of bearing children, as opposed to a Zikena or Akara could. But according to the first Tosefta, what do they learn from Vinixiv and Ezra Azara? You say that an islandist could drink the Sota water. Asks the Gemara of Rabbanon, Hai Vinixiv and Ezra Azara, my Avdilei. So according to the first Tosefta, what do they expound from Vinixiv and Ezra Azara? So the Gemara answers, they use it for the following drasha. They use it for the following drasha. This Brisa teaches Vinixiv and Ezra Azara. The Pasuk says, if she's clean, meaning she wasn't guilty of sleeping with another man, she'll bear children. How does the Rabbi Kiva Darshanis, that if we're dealing with a woman who wasn't able to bear children prior with her husband, and she's innocent, and she goes through this entire shameful process of the Sota, she will actually be able to bear children. It's a bracha. If that's true, it's like a cure-all, so then women that are unable to bear children will go through the Sota procedure, not really be mizan, obviously, in order to bear children. And vizu, and this one, meaning someone that's a tzanua, she's a woman that's not getting involved, because she doesn't uh, get involved in this and go into seclusion inappropriately, she'll forfeit, means it can't be that it's such a simple cure-all because people will then take advantage and the tzanuos will lose out. In Cain, so the Gemara says, well, according to Rabbi Yishmael, then, what does the Pasuk then teach us when it says, It doesn't mean that you'll bear children if you were barren prior, but rather if she was uh, having pain in, in, in childbirth, she'll be able to give birth easier. 
Nekevis, if she was only able to bear children, uh, female children prior, Yoledis Dicharim, she'll have male. Kitsarim, small children, Yoledis Arukim, she'll give birth to taller ones. Shechorim, Yoledis Levein, if she gave birth to children that were darker complexion, apparently less healthy looking, then she would give birth to ones that were whiter, uh, healthier looking complexions. The point is, that's not something we feel are going to take advantage of necessarily. To go through the process just for that sake of Sota wouldn't be uh, something people would rationalize. And therefore, Rabbi Shmuel says, that's what Vinixa Ben Israel Azar teaches us. The first Tosef we quoted today, what Darshan from Nixa Ben Israel Azar. Let's move on to the second part of today's daf. Now we're going to go through a couple of steps of the Tosef and show what the Chidushim of each of them are, and then we'll do the same with our Mishnah. So the Tosef that said, Eish is Mamzer la Mamzer. If you have a Mamzeris who's married to a Mamzer, She's allowed to drink the sota water. Sigmar says, Pshita, it's obvious. It means this isn't a prohibited, it's a permitted marriage. So what's the problem? Why would you think otherwise? So you might think that we don't want to increase the number of psulim in Klal Yisrael. And a mamzer married to a mamzeris, albeit it's permitted marriage, nonetheless their children are mamzerim. So maybe she shouldn't drink for that purpose alone. Kamash Malan, that it's a permitted marriage, and therefore she's allowed to drink. The bride that Tosefta said, ger Take out the word violinist. So we said it, the wife of a ger and an evin meshukhar is also allowed to drink. So the Gemara says again, pshita, of course, meaning if it's a permitted marriage, she's a ger, he's a ger, what's the problem? So the Gemara says, ma'odetema, you might have thought, the Pasuk says in Parashat Sota, daber al b'nei Yisroel, so you might think that when it says in the Pasuk, daber al b'nei Yisroel, that the Parsha Sota was only said to those that are born Jewish, so you might think that excludes gerim, and then maybe they're not included in the ability to drink Sota waters, kamash malan, therefore the Pasuk teaches us that Gerim are also included. Therefore, the, the Tosefta teaches Gerim are included. Ah, you might think that that is the scenario. Maybe Gerim are excluded. Where answers Vamarta Ribuyahu. Vamarta is an inclusionary term that was unnecessary to teach us Gerim are included in the Sota procedure, and they can drink May Sota. Okay, now back to the Mishnah. Our Mishnah had told us, Aishas Kohen Shosa Umateris Labailas. We said the wife of a Kohen, if she drinks the Sota waters and she doesn't die, she's permitted to her husband. The Gemara says again, Pshita. Well, what's the Chiddush in that? That seems to be, again, pretty obvious because obviously she's innocent. So the Gemara says, Ma'u detema. You might say, like this. The Pasuk says, Vihila nispasa asura. So, you might think that who has the opportunity to drink the Sota waters? Ma'u detema vihila nispasa asura. The Pasuk says in the Parsha Sota, that the sota procedure is done on someone that if she wasn't forced, then she'll be prohibited to her husband. However, we know when it comes to sota, to Aishas Kohen, Hanis Basim Muteris, right? Sorry, a normal woman, if she was forced, she'd be permitted to her husband. Vizu, but Aishas Kohen, she doesn't have that leniency. When it comes to an Aishas Kohen, even if she was raped, this is unfortunate, but the reality is, the halacha is, she'd be prohibited to her husband. So maybe she's entirely excluded from the capacity to drink sota waters because she doesn't have the same dispensation, the same leniency as applied to other women as emphasized in Parsha Sota. Maybe she doesn't have the ability to drink sota waters. Kamash Malan, that she also has the ability to drink sota waters. And the Gemara says, and if she does, the Mishnah told us she'll be permitted to her husband. So Pshit, of course, she's innocent. Of course she's permitted to her husband. The scenario is where she starts to deteriorate following the Sota procedures. The Gemara says, but if she's deteriorating, the water's checked her, and it's shown that she was Mizana. So how can she be permitted to her husband? So the Gemara answers, she's deteriorating, but in an 
non-ordinary way. Usually it seems like they would deteriorate regarding the limbs that are emphasized in the Pasuk. They would deteriorate regarding the, um, the stomach, the hips, the thighs, etc. But she's misnavna derech evarim. So she's deteriorating with her other limbs. So Maudatema, you might say, why is she deteriorating with her other limbs in a non-ordinary way, an abnormal way? Really, she did have relations with that other man. The reason the waters didn't check her and aren't deteriorating her in an ordinary way, perhaps it's because she was raped. However, regarding a Kohen, she'd be prohibited. So therefore, the waters are working in a strange way because she is prohibited to her husband, albeit it's something that for a Yisrael, Yisrael will be permitted. So therefore, it's checking her in an abnormal way, but she should be prohibited to her husband because the misnav, Nader Chivarim, implies that there was something that happened, albeit Ba'inis. Kamash Malan, so the Yichidosh is, we don't say that. Kamash Malan, we say, I guess, the misnavna is caused, caused by something else, and we don't have to be concerned that she was actually, uh, she actually had relations, even raped. We, didn't, what, we don't have to be concerned about that from the Boel, and therefore she's permitted to her husband should she not be checked in a normal way. However, the implication of the Gemara here is if she would start to be misnavna in a normal way, she would be prohibited to her husband because that would imply that she, is, uh, she was mezana. And also I would say it, the implication seems to be if she was, and it starts to be misnavna in the normal way, perhaps by Eishas Yisrael she'd also be prohibited. Because by Eishas Yisrael that also would be an implication, again according to the Shittas that say she's misnavna, that she was mezana. Okay. The Mishnah said, Eishas Sris Shoisa. Sris, uh, Sris is somebody who's impotent. He can't have relations. He's, uh, because well, there are actually two types of Sris. There's one that's born that way, and then there's what's called Sris Chama, some sort of an accident, or something caused him to lose his ability to have relations later on. The Mishnah said the wife of a stress is allowed to drink salt to water. Says, Pshita, what's the what's the chiddush? you might think me And when the Torah says she strayed with another man other than her husband, so you might think the emphasis really is that it has to be a man other than her husband, meaning her husband could also have relations with her. But a sris is unable to have relations altogether. So maybe that type of a wife doesn't drink the waters. Kamash Malan, that the way we expound it is, as we explained earlier, that she had to have relations with her husband before the sota procedure occurred, and she may have had relations with the boel. As long as that happened, she would be allowed to drink the waters. So Rashi explains over here, therefore this mission is only talking about sris chama, meaning when they got married, she was able to have relations. At a later point, for whatever reason, Reason she he, he lost the ability to have relations and accident or medication something happened that caused him but they did have relations before the boel before the situation of sota occurred and therefore she would be allowed to drink sota waters like an ordinary wife kamash malan she could drink sota waters because it's a sris chama and they did have relations prior to this situation okay and the mishnah said the husband is allowed to warn his wife not to seclude herself with any of the arayas even those that are forbidden to her the husband, the father, brother, etc. What's the chiddush in that? So you might say We know that there's a drasha that states as follows. Why does it say she becomes tamea twice by the sota? Means if it turns out. Meaning we can't resolve it, or it turns out that she was mezana. She's not only asura to her husband; she's even asura to the boel. So you might say like this: Heicha de hasnus. She only drinks sota water. She only becomes a sota where through this nus, through this inappropriate conduct, she would become 
prohibited to the Boel. Avalha, but through the Arayus, Hoyobasurvakaima, she's already prohibited before the Sota procedure to them, a father, her brother. Emalosa, maybe she does not become a Sota. You cannot warn her regarding the Arayus, Kamash Malan, that you could warn her regarding those Arayus as well. Okay. Which means, as Rashi explains over here, that you need nitma nitma to teach Migufa that drusha, that she becomes prohibited to the boel, like the Baal, but not to exclude that you can't warn her against her immediate relatives. Now, the Mishnah said there are two kinds of people you cannot warn her to seclude herself, meaning it would not make her into a sota, which was a katan and misha eno ish. So the Gemara says, chutz mina katan, so bechulei, ish omar achman of katan, because the Torah says, and she strayed with another man, vishachav ish isa, Ish is a man and not a katan. Now, as we stated, there was a machlaikis rishonim here. Does this mean a katan in the colloquial sense, which means under bar mitzvah? So you can't warn or don't seclude yourself with a 12-year-old. Or does it mean actually someone that's not roi labia, meaning someone that's under the age of nine? Two shitas here in the rishonim. Either way, let's move on. The Mishnah had said, v'she'eno ish. You can't warn her not to seclude herself with someone that's not a man. So what's not a man? We're going to give a series of options to resolve this. What is that excluding? What type of a person that's not a man can you not warn her, meaning she wouldn't become a sota from secluding herself with? So, maybe you'll say, it's excluding somebody that's a shachuf. Rashi explains over here that it's somebody that cannot maintain an erection, which means he can't have relations. That's the point. So maybe you can't warn her and she would not become a sota if she would seclude herself with someone who cannot maintain an erection. The problem is, Shmuel says very clearly, you could warn her not to seclude herself, and she would become a sota if she would. Also, if he was somebody that was one of the psulim, and she was a baskoin, his relations with her would invalidate her from eating truma. So the Gemara now just clarifies the statement of Shmuel. But see, we see clearly that a shachuf would be someone you could warn her and she would become a sota from secluding with. So the Gemara says, one second, Now the Gemara, it's interesting, it flips, Igmamish flips the svara here. Of course you could uh, warn her not to seclude herself with that man. So what's the Chiddush in that? You might have said, The Torah says that what is the Sota, when does it occur, if she may have slept with a man, and a shikhvazera means a consummation of intimacy, meaning proper relations that results in ejaculation in shikhvazera. But a shachuf, someone that can't maintain an erection, cannot consummate a relations. So therefore, he's not included in Parsha Sotah. Maybe you can't warn her from being with that man. Kamash Malan, that you could warn her from being with such a person. Okay, opposable true If she would have, I mean, it's a pseudo-relations, obviously, it's not a full relations, but if she would have relations with someone that's a puzzle to her, and she was a Baskoin, he would invalidate her from Truma. So what's the Chiddush Pshit? The Pasuk says, he shall not desecrate his children. And the way we expound it is, when it comes to her having relations with someone that's prohibited, so she becomes a Chalala and her children. Chalala is plural, Amrachman of the Torah says. To Isre Zera Lichalel. It's only somebody who can have children, it means that this can result in proper relations, in a conclusive relation, which means that they'll have children, then she'll become desecrated. To Leslie Zera, but if he cannot have children, means it will not result in any offspring, Lolichal, so maybe she does not become desecrated. Kamash Malan, that he can still desecrate her for Truma's sake, even though it cannot result in having any offspring. 
Okay, so the Gemara says, fine. So then what is She'enoish excluding if it's not excluding Shachuf? It's excluding a Goy. Meaning if a Goy is relate, you cannot warn her, don't seclude yourself with a Goy. That would not make her into a Sota. He's considered She'enoish, and uh, he would not be considered uh, causation. You can't warn her to seclude with a Goy, and, and uh, it would not make her into a Sota. Okay. So Gemara says, "Vahamar of Hamnuna," but the problem is, Hamnuna states very clearly, that you could warn her from going into seclusion, and would, and it would result in her being a sota uposel truma. And again, if a guy would have relation to the baskoin, it would invalidate her from truma. So the Gemara says, now analyzes Rav Hamnuna, mekanen al yadu pshita lechar. The fact that you can warn her not to go into seclusion, that's obvious with a guy. You may have said, similar to what we said on the top of the page. It says, which teaches us that not only does she become prohibited to her husband through the Sota procedure, uh, through the Sota reality, but even to the Boel. That's only where she become prohibited because of this Znus to the Boel, that she becomes a Sota. But in the scenario of a Goy, she's already prohibited a Malo. So maybe you cannot make her into a Sota regarding a Goy Kamash Malon. We don't say that, and rather you could warn her and she'd become a Sota if she'd seclude with a Goy. The second part of Ramnuna's statement was it invalidates her, he would invalidate her with Bia. From Truma. Pshita, again, that's obvious. Maudetem, you may have said, Ubas koyen kisi ish zar. The Pasuk says, Ubas koyen kisi ish zar. And Rashi explains, this Pasuk teaches us certain psulim would invalidate a bas koyen through their relations, through Bia, from consuming Truma. But it specifically says in the Pasuk, kisihia omrachmana. Sihia is lashon of marriage. Meaning someone that Kedushin would be effective, Debar Havaya in. Who will invalidate her through relations from Truma? Someone that's a puzzle that could have a Kedushin that's effective. Meaning it's an Isser Lav, but one that the Kedushin would be binding. The Bar Havaya but someone that's not able to have an effective Kedushin with her, his Bia will not invalidate her. And a Goy is not able to have an effective Kedushin with Abbas Yisrael. So Kamash Malan, Abbas Kohen. Kamash Malan, the Pasil, Kamash Malan, that he would invalidate her through relations. Means Rabbi Yochanan from the Drasha of Rabbi Yochanan. Dom Rabbi Yochanan, Rishon Yishmoel, Minayin lo v'kacham v'evet shaboel, Kainas v'alavila v'alvas Yisrael. How do we know that if a Goy or an Eved had relations with a Jewish girl, Shepaslua, that it would invalidate them? And in our case of Kohen, it's from Trumash and Emrak, because the Pasuk says, now this is talking about where a Bas Kohen marries a Zar, a Yisrael, which is totally permitted. The Pasuk says, Ubas Kohen kisihiye almanu ugrusha. So we say in the Pasuk, a daughter of a Kohen who is married to a Yisrael, during the time of their marriage, she's not allowed to go back to her traditionality Truma. If they have children, even after their marriage, She's still not allowed to eat truma. However, it says in the Pasuk, if she's widowed or divorced and she does not have children, she could go back to eating truma. And the way we expound the Pasuk is, when could she go back to eating truma if she was married to someone that would cause her to become an almana and a grusha? Meaning that the scenario that would permit her to go back to eating truma would be where it was a marriage that was binding and now she's a widow or a divorcee. As opposed to an evet or a goy where there's no concept of almanos vegerushin because they were never married as condition was never effective. The, when they 
So if they would have relations with her, it would disqualify her from going back to eating truma. Just again, one more time. The Pasuk says, The way we expound the Pasuk is, after she's widowed or divorced, she can go back to eating truma if she didn't have children with the Yisroel. But it emphasizes where she's a widow or a divorcee, meaning the marriage was binding. With a guy, it wasn't binding. So from him, once they had relations, even afterwards she's invalidated, she can no longer eat truma. Okay. So the Gemara goes back to its original point. So then what is She'eno Ish excluding you cannot warn her from? You cannot warn her, don't seclude with an animal, because there's no such thing. It's not called Znus regarding an animal. Thus, you cannot warn her to seclude herself with an animal because she will not become a Sota in that procedure. How do we know this idea that the Rabbanan state ain't Znus What's the source for this? Pasuk tells us there are certain things that based on the way it came to be are considered uh, disqualified from, from being used as a carbon. Pasuk says, You cannot use the payment of a zayna or the exchange of a dog for carbonus in the base of mikdash. So esnan zayna means where a man paid a zayna to have relations with her with a sheep. So that's considered her payment. You can't use that. It's considered dirtied. It's considered disqualified. And Mechir Kelev is where you swap the dog for a sheep. The sheep cannot be used as a carbon. But Tanya, and the Brisa clarifies, Esnan Kelev, this is a very strange case, but this is the case we're going to learn from. <coughs> if it was the payment of a dog, Umechir Zaina, as well as the exchange of a Zaina, Mutarin, those would be allowed to be used as a carbon. So Rashi explains what's Esnan Kelev. Very, very modern, but this is where Rashi learns. Esnan Kelev is, a person said to a Zaina, take a sheep as payment and have relations with my dog. Why would he do this? Because he is very strange and very based, or debased, I guess. Esnan Kelev, so if it's the payment of a dog, he says, take a sheep as payment to have relations with my dog. Umechir Zaina, or the inverse also, Mechir Zaina, is where he exchanged a Zaina, which Rashi learns is a Shifcha Zaina, for a sheep. He traded her for a sheep. Either way, the point is, this is the inverse of the psukim. Mutarin, those sheep would be permitted. Shnemar, as the Pasuk says, Gam shnehem, it says only two of them. Shnei velei arba, two and not four. So therefore, what are we learning from? Esnan kelev, which was the third of the four cases we just listed, that's a scenario where he said to her, have relations with a dog, and this is the payment, a sheep. Now, if that would be a genuine type of znus, it should color the sheep, meaning it should make the sheep invalid, similar to Esnan Zayin Mechir Kelev prior. <clears throat> so says Rashi, the fact that it's permitted, it shows us that that when she had relations with a dog, that's nothing legitimate, and the sheep is therefore not disqualified as payment from being used as a carbon. So Mikan, and that's what the Mishnah means when it says, you can't warn her from having relations with a dog or an animal, from being secluded with an animal, because that's not considered znus, and uh, it would not make her into a sota. So Gemara says, okay, beautiful. The problem is, just one last point here. <clears throat> we said earlier that the Pasuk says, Shikhvazera, that in order for it to become a sota, <coughs> it has to be <coughs> that she secluded herself with someone that could have been a Shikhvazera. So we said, nonetheless, Shachuf could still be warned. You can't go, she, you could warn her, don't go into seclusion with a Shachuf. And that's someone who cannot consummate a Maisabi, an action of Bia. Well, if a shachuf is included, so then what do the words what do the words shechvazera really teach us? So the Gemara says, "Ve'ale shechvazera lamali." What does it teach us? So the Gemara answers, "Meboi lelech letanya." For the following brisa, shechvazera pratli davar acher. So the brisa says, 
By saying Sheikh Vazera teaches us you cannot warn her for Dover Acher. Now, what does Dover Acher mean? So Gemara says, My Dover Acher. What does that refer to? Something else. Meaning, he can't warn her, don't go into seclusion with that man to have relations. Shalaikadarka could be either anally, sex anally, uh, in relations anally, or it could refer to um, other Rishon. This is really based on Gemara and Meseches Nedarim. Or it could refer to perhaps other not natural forms of intercourse. But the point is, is that Rav Sheshis is saying that would be what Dover Acher, which excludes her from, excludes her from uh, becoming a Sota, that's what Dover Acher would be teaching you. If he warns her like that, she does not become a Sota. So Mara says, I'm really Rava. Rava says, but that's not true. We know that that's not true. It means generally we look at an ordinary intercourse, Kedarka, uh, and Shalok Kedarka as the same in Halacha. How do we know that? Shalok Kedarka, Mishkevei Isha Ksiv. It's actually a pasuk written by Mishkav Zachar, and it says Mishkevei Isha, relations of a woman. And from that we derive that in Halacha they're essentially the same. Both actions, the normative and abnormal actions of relations are considered the same. Since they're considered the same, they have the same halachas, so you should be able to warn her from Shalok Adarka as well and become a sota. So what's davar acher? Which is very interesting. Is that he cannot warn her, don't just lie with this man in an intimate way. It means without any maisa bia, he can't warn her like that, just lying next to him in an intimate way um, without any sort of relations. Amr Abai, Abai says, Pritsutsa ba'almai, that's just general immorality or promiscuity. Pritsutsa mi'asr achmana. Now would the Torah prohibit her on her husband because of general immorality? L'chor not. So how can you have, that? you don't need an exclusion for that. Salam Rabbi, Yipra'la Shekinah la b'neshika. It's very interesting. The, the, the exclusion that you cannot warn her, she wouldn't become a sota, is where he warns her, I don't want you to, to go into seclusion with him, just for the genitals to touch. Now, this wouldn't be a full maisabia. Therefore, you cannot warn her like that, and she wouldn't become a sota if he warns her like that. So the Gemara says, one second. This only works out according to the Shitu says hara, that the beginning stage, which is considered bia, is the entering of the organ, meaning is the beginning of penetration. Aval nashik, aval like According to that sheet, that's true. When the genitals simply touch, it's not considered yet an action of bia, and that's why she wouldn't be considered a sota if she was warned and acted in that way. So that's why Sheikh Vazara would exclude that's not considered a, an action that would make her into a sota. But according to the Shitu, it says Ha'ara is actually just the beginning, the contact of the genitals, Michael Amemar. She certainly should become a sota then because that's the beginning stage of Bia. So the Gemara answers, Really, it could be where he warned her, meaning he warned her not to. Uh, lie in close contact with somebody, even though it's not my sabia. You might say that the Torah says he warns her. Maybe that the sota procedure is all contingent on his sensitivity, and if he's sensitive to that, she should become a sota with such a warning. Ubal because he is makbid on that. That that wouldn't be considered a maisa of bia or a warning that would make her into a sota, and therefore Sheikh Vaser excludes that to say she wouldn't be a sota if he warned her. Like that, in such a way. We're stopping the bottom of Chafav Amit Beis, Bez Hashem. We'll pick up tomorrow with Daf Chav Zayin. Everybody have a wonderful day.